from SoFi Stadium, Los Angeles, California, if me and Colin move away a wee bit. You can see it right here. The game kicks off in about 20, 26 hours, 27 hours on Sky Sports NFL and BBC One NI. We're going to talk very quickly here about the Rams offense because this is a team that went full Celtic Tiger, as I call it. And you've seen in the intro, Cronky's all in. This is it. And by God, is he all in. Beckham comes in. Stafford, I mean, where, where else do you want to go here? Because it's mad. Yeah, well, I'm sure he probably watched the Glazers pick up uh, the Lombardi in their home stadium last year and, uh, you know, decided I'd like some of that. And they, as I said, they have uh, brought guys in the most, I suppose, the biggest talk about is Stafford, right? You bring in the QB. To me, McVeigh decided on Goff after the, the last Super Bowl. You know, mm. they just, I, I think he lost faith in him completely. I think he was looking for options after that. And uh, they managed to to get the deal done for Stafford. Um, Dan talked very highly of Matthew Stafford. He's an enormous believer in Matthew Stafford. I think Matthew Stafford is a very good quarterback, but I think you can get to Matthew Stafford. Uh, and sometimes it, it depends on who Matthew Stafford, which a version of him is going to show up. Is he capable of making the, the throws? Absolutely. Is he also capable of throwing interceptions, throwing pick sixes, and sometimes thinking that he's going to throw it 10 yards further than he actually is? The 49ers should have picked him off. And, you know, that was a real sliding doors moment. They could be here instead of the Rams. But in fairness to him, we've equally seen against the Bucks where he led them down the, yep. the field. You'd have to say uh, probably wouldn't have left Cooper Cup uh, get that much freedom. But there he made the throw and there he is. This is all about legacy for uh, quarterbacks in this league. You have to win rings. Otherwise, you're not considered up there. Uh, so for Stafford, everything is going to be this. You know, I think there is pressure on him. He's come across. All the talk was, you know, he couldn't do it, but he was with the, the Lions, the factory of sadness in Detroit. He is now here in uh, the, you know, the, the, the Sunshine State, and he has the opportunity to change it all tomorrow. He has the weapons. They've put him in position. He has the offensive genius that is Sean McVay. I think it's on Matthew Stafford to deliver for the Rams. Yes, sir. Well, going into the playoffs against the Cardinals, a lot, a lot of people felt it was a big asking question mark around whether Matthew Stafford could, could win a playoff game. He hadn't, he'd been there with the Lions a couple of times, didn't materialize, didn't win a game. He was comprehensive in his performance on that Monday night game. And against the Bucs, despite the fact the Bucs came back, a lot of those reasons weren't down to him. By and large, he had a really good game. Yeah, Colin was right, that, that missed interception was, was costly for the 49ers, but by and large, he played well. He had two really good touchdowns to Cooper Cup in that game. They've won eight of the last nine games. He has played well in large parts of those games. I don't see him as a question point coming into this game. Where I see the struggles for the, for the Rams for large parts recently has been the run game. They were averaging the players only two and a half yards per carry. Now, on the flip side of that, the Bengals are giving up 5.9 yards. So there is an opportunity tomorrow for the Rams to, you know, potentially make hay there. Henderson is coming back in off the IR. So they've got three running backs to call on tomorrow. Sony Michelle, Akers, who had his fumble issues in the game by an edge when he's come back he is a productive he's the number one running back and where the Rams I was just where the Rams defense has held their end of the barn him stopping the run the Bengals have been a bit up and down so I do see an opportunity for the Rams tomorrow take a bit of pressure off Matthew Stafford get the run game going and if they do that mixes it up get catches the Bengals on their toes and then maybe Mark will go to the comprehensive list of players in which they have in the wide receiver <laughs> position well, they might have one or two, Brian. They might have one or oh, two. Just a few. Yeah, my I mean, friends, my friend Odell. 
Your best friend, Odell. Yeah, I mean, they don't have Taylor Higby, which we took to, to, touched on and everything. And he's actually an underrated part of that offense. And, and that's uh, another dimension for them. Very good threat in the uh, the red zone as well. Um, to me, actually, I mean, let's bring it back to the coaches a little bit because, unfortunately, you know, we haven't really touched on them. Um, there's a lot of focus, obviously, on their age. But, again, I, I said there's a bit of a theme here. There's coaches of coaches. Um, uh Zach Taylor's father-in-law formerly coached the Packers. Uh, Sean McVay's grandfather was a former coach of the Giants. I mean, there's a little bit of embedded history that maybe belies their young ages. At 36 and 38, they would be the first and youngest or the second youngest coach of all time to win the Super Bowl if they win. Um, currently held by Mike Tomlin, obviously, the Steelers is, is the record there in that regard. And at a combined age of 74, it's the youngest combined age of two coaches in Super Bowl history. Um, or, as we like to say, only a couple of years older than Brian O'Leary. So, um, <laughs> Ooh. Uh, in the year that they've announced games in Germany, it's probably only fitting that the, the Wunderkinden are here in the Super Bowl leading their teams. But it's not all about the head coaches. Kevin O'Connell, last game he's going to play, uh, going to coach for for the Rams, offensive coordinator, has, as Brian alluded to, an array of weapons. Whether it's Odell Beckham Jr., whether it's, I mean, Akers and Michelle aren't a bad running combo, but whether, of course, it is the weapon, the offensive player of the year, Cooper Cup. This game might just come down to Mike Hilton, who has been playing lights out in the slot, versus Cooper Cup. And, and guys, I mean, we're talking about a few stats out here. 4,067 yards. If you want to take rushing, uh, receiving yards in the regular season and postseason for Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase, that's what you get, 4,067 yards. But unfortunately, I think it always still comes back down to Matt Stafford. And Matt Stafford is the story, will be the story, and continues to be the story. We could talk about the O-line and the great story of Big Wit, yeah. Andrew Whitworth, and a brief chat we had with Sebastian Vollmer uh, yesterday in relation to him. But Matt Stafford, if he wins the Super Bowl, joins one of only two quarterbacks of all time to win it after 10 years in the league. John Elway, after so many years of sadness, of course, and Steve Young, uh, famously breaking, you know, his duck, uh, duck with uh, Montana's legacy hanging over him. But you know what he did during the regular season, guys? He threw a few interceptions. Mm. Not just a few, the most alongside Trevor Lawrence in the league during the regular season. You can count on him for a mistake or two. And only once in Super Bowl history has the, career, has the regular season leader in interceptions actually gone on to win the Super Bowl. It was Eli Manning, so I don't want to talk about it, but that is <laughs> the legacy that Stafford and the Rams will be dealing with. He deserved well. actually just like my age. <laughs> Obviously mentioned Higby not playing tight end. We have Will, Will Phillips on his son, Wes. Yep. He's a tight ends coach. Johnny Munt is the second rate tight end. Maybe that could be one for Matchbook tomorrow. We'll talk about Matchbook in a wee second, actually. Um, yeah, look, we I said feeling hot, hot, hot. Cooper, cup, cup, cup. It's the couple. Cooper Cup tomorrow could have a complete day because look at this Rams offense where they went from like like Robert Woods I feel for Robert Woods big time what they'd done when he went out bringing in OBJ and that combination between Van Jefferson Tyler Higby who's not on tomorrow obviously and then Cooper Cup Cooper Cup is incredible and what he's done you're saying about the Bucks like that game against the Bucks Stafford and Cup in that game were sensational and you know it's all there it's as if the dinner's been presented it's on a plate it's time to eat will they eat or not is the question you touched on Van Jefferson. I don't think he should be underrated in a sense. He's a really, really good wide receiver. He's in his second year. He's yeah. come on nicely throughout the season. He could have a day. Marcus Calder, if they have so many weapons, you know, if they have so many opportunities to exploit this Bengals defense, 
that they've array of talent and they can get it done in many ways. And it's everyone will know that self Mark touched on this more quite surprised. This is only the second Super Bowl in which two number one first two first round pick quarterbacks have come up against each other. The last one you guys will be delighted to know was uh, Cam Newton against Peyton Manning. Rod Rivera as a coach <laughs> that day as well. Um We've obviously got Matchbook as a sponsor, and we've, we've looked at the Bengals' uh, offense, defense, Rams' offense, defense. So let's very quickly touch on Matchbook as a sponsor. £20.20 20 gets you money back as cash if your bet loses. Uh, T's and C's apply. Just double check that. 18 plus gamble aware. All the T's and C's are below the screen right now. What's the bet this weekend, Brian? Is there a bet, or have you got one that you don't want to give away your pick yet? Or, or I don't what? want to give away my pick in the game. I see a lot of people now, like the bet builders, take away from the results, go into the game, and enjoy the game for three hours cup over 104 yards it looks a bit that's very high i think beckham over 69 yards in a play of a cup score a touchdown i think that's a, a reasonably good double not a massive price but i think for the interest over the course of the game i think that's a fair bit and matchbook as well lads they start their player props on kickoff so you can get that in play on the exchange as well and thanks very much to matchbook and to all our sponsors this season we wouldn't literally be here without them so uh Thank you very, very much. Matchbook Betting Exchange, the app as well. Uh, £20.20 20 euro uh, offer on there. T's and C's at the bottom of the screen. Mark, you look like a man that wants to say something about betting. I'm not, not, particular, not about betting necessarily, but I mean, the, the fine margins of Super Bowls, the fine margins of point spreads and everything can also come down to special teams. I mean, we're not got time to really focus on them in depth, but, you know, we've seen Super Bowls decided by the siding kick. Um, and obviously, there's two amazing kickers going to be performing this game. Evan McPherson has been lights out. The coolest man in the room. Even cooler than Shooter. Joe Paul, Joe Burrow. I mean, he is shooting his shot uh, and uh, exuding that confidence you want in your kicker. But let's go. Matt Gay went to the Pro Bowl. Like, I mean, we're, we were kind of discounting the Pro Bowl kicker <laughs> just because of what Evan McPherson has been doing in the postseason. Uh, and, but that is obviously the third part of the game. As he looks always. so young as well. He looks like a 14-year-old. But he is young. That's why. He, look, he <laughs> looks like so young. Like, seriously. We're slagging ages here, but he, he just slagging him for the wrong reason. He looks like a child. He looks 14, 15. <laughs> Shooter. His, okay. his, atti his attitude is just absolutely phenomenal. Like to have the, the confidence in himself that he, he, did, he does. He backed himself coming out of college. He said, no, I don't need to go back to my senior year. And in fairness to the Bengals, huge credit to them and Duke Tobin. They did their research. They decided he was the guy. They went and drafted him. And it's paid dividends thus far. Michael, I would give the advantage to the Bengals on the special teams. Um, rightly, Marcus called out, it's, it's on both sides. But when they hit the 40, 45-yard line, he, he's a given. It's three points. We've seen in the playoffs where teams hit the 40, 45 yards. They're not 100% convinced their, their kicker can make it. Where with the Bengals, that's a given. That's three points. That could be huge if the situation is a close game and they know they can pick off three points every time they get to that area. Uh, sorry for the noise a moment ago there was a Raiders fan heckling us and thank you very much <laughs> he definitely knew he was a Broncos fan 